0: It has been an awakening. Have you felt it?
1: I was thinking since uh we're probably going to be talking about the episode 7 trailer i was thinking maybe i should start it off like how kyle starts off the the saga continues podcast <laughs> like hello everybody this is this is kyle avery and tim jirachi he has <laughs> yes, my name right i know i know so but, it was wrong. <laughs> i know but it's funny but uh, yeah anyways bat fans everybody uh Dang it, I forgot I was gonna, I, what I have to say. Uh, hold on, hold on. We're running out of time, Tim. We're running out of time. Clock is ticking. This podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network. There we go. Uh, oh, that was close.
2: Uh, close, but we got about maybe 20 seconds to spare.
1: Okay, good, good, good. Because I don't want to get kicked off the BatmanUniverse.net. Oh, do it. The
2: internet will just shut down if we forget to mention that. Yeah. <laughs> all podcasts will cease to exist.
1: Yeah, I, I don't wanna I don't wanna uh, I don't want Dustin over at the net and on Twitter at Batman Universe <laughs> and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash the to get mad at me.
2: <laughs> you covered all the bases.
1: <laughs> yeah, just in case, just in case, you know, because I don't want to get in trouble too. Oh, oh, and by the way, also you know, I bought these new earphones at tweakedaudio.com. Uh, They're really good, Tim.
2: I trust you use the promo code to get 30% off.
1: Yeah, TBU saves. And I got 33% off my entire order and free worldwide shipping.
2: Well, see, it all works out perfectly.
1: Hey, you actually got
2: the outro in the intro. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: That's because I was looking at it. I was shooting, too. <laughs>
2: Maybe we should do a backwards episode one day. That'll be yeah. our next episode. We do everything backwards. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, this is the with Without Pants and Socks and the 52 Inch Ways podcast. This is episode number 72. Right, Tim? You got
2: it. Man, you're on a roll tonight. You're always on a first. <laughs> you're getting the episode number right.
1: <laughs> I'm always on a roll, Tim. Don't you know me by now?
2: Uh, I'm sure once we, if you listen back to old episodes, you'll see that's not always
1: the case. Yeah, you're probably <laughs> right. You are probably right, but uh, speaking of right things in this world, we got the new Episode 7 trailer, too.
2: No, that's not right. To me. That's the perfect things in the world. <laughs> <laughs> in
1: the trailer. So was it perfect, Tim?
2: It was perfect to me. I mean, yeah. after you. Because you kind of. How can you not have. Like start picturing things in your own head so like the expectations you wanted for the trailer like oh, are they going to show the original trilogy characters again? Is it going to be just new characters? So I guess if you were really hoping to see the original trilogy characters again maybe it won't be perfect for you but I actually, it wasn't something I was hoping for of course it'd be cool to see I mean, who's going to complain but I was just expecting them to show them for like, I thought that would be the first thing they want to get out there for like the fans to get excited to see and everyone's favorite characters back in this new movie but they chose the to introduce the new characters instead. and To me, it worked really, really good. I mean, uh, so so many cool stuff in there. Only 88 seconds, but man. Man. I I literally pretty much stayed up the whole night uh, Thursday night until Friday morning just to make sure I'm up in alert when it comes up. I maybe got an hour sleep that night, but every hour checking in the... Like maybe two hour period where I was trying to go to sleep, but I wake up every hour <laughs> just to make sure that at seven a.m. Uh, there it was. <laughs> that was so good.
1: Yeah, I, I tried to stay up, um, and so like around ten, you know, I checked everything. I checked, you know, f- not Facebook, <laughs> Twitter, <laughs> and um, I just typed in Star Wars Episode Seven trailer, uh, and it didn't work because. You know 10 o'clock here is 12 o'clock on the west coast, mm-hmm. so I was hoping they would post it at 12, but they yeah, they're waiting till 7 o'clock. We get some
2: teases too from like Lucasfilm employees on Twitter because they were actually still like active on Twitter during that time, which yeah. they rarely are. And then someone even said it's happening soon, something like that. <laughs>
0: it
2: <laughs> was all, but even then, there was word coming out, oh, it's actually gonna be in the morning. Like, I can't trust it,
1: I'm gonna have to stay up most of the night. So, it was pretty much the perfect trailer for you then, Tim.
2: I mean, it's hard to complain not to, because I wasn't expecting to get any type of trailer or footage on this year. I thought everything would be revealed in 2015. So, the fact that we got anything, any type of footage, it was just, yeah, I was excited for that. Yeah. I loved what I saw,
1: too. <laughs> I mean, so, so, you're not mad at the, the new lightsaber or the African-American so, stormtrooper? <laughs>
2: first of all, I was like, to complain really about the lightsaber is just really nitpicking, people trying to dissect how practical and like scientifically accurate it is. I mean, come on.
1: <laughs> it's a laser fa-
2: sword. Yeah. <laughs> and then the whole thing with John Boyega being an African-American sword, or actually he's from yeah. uh, London, I believe. Or I think is he British? Pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Wow. But the fact that people are complaining or being shocked and surprised about there being a black stormtrooper like, oh, come on, are you really going to bring this into <laughs> it? It's like, God, oh, these people. Then they try to,
1: then they first, try to show off, that. First off, how do you know the race of the stormtroopers? Because all of them always had their helmets on, and you exactly. never see one without a helmet on. And they were um, not drafted. They weren't drafted right into the stormtrooper. Uh, just uh, recruits, like, yeah. Yeah, so after the clones died off, it was the Stormtroopers. It was just regular people.
2: And this is stupid. People being upset about that, they're all trying to make it like they knew everything about Star Wars, saying, well, they were clones. In the prequels revealed they were clones, so now they're contradicting themselves and they're having a different race. And then, like, actually, Star Wars... This Twitter account had to correct him saying, No, if you know, like, it like, didn't say, like, if you would watch Rebels or if you knew more about Star. Wars. They didn't say that, like, that, but, it's like, in yeah. my mind, that's what I wanted to say. They did correct him saying, No, clone troopers were phased out at the end of the Clone Wars and Stormtroopers are all recruits, and, like, which could be, like, any race. So was <laughs> like, shooting down the people trying to, like, catch Lucasfilm and the, the new movie yeah. off guard, saying, No, you guys are contradicting yourself. But then they look like the idiots even more.
1: <laughs> yeah, and a- apparently. People don't know that stormtroopers aren't clone troopers. They're not the clones. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it struck me as odd that people didn't know that. I mean, I thought that was just, but, but I mean, I guess.
2: No. Yeah. More it kind of surprised me more than I thought I would. Cause I knew there are some yeah. people out there, maybe those who didn't like the prequels for whatever. But then a lot of people just thought, oh, okay, that didn't attack the clone to introduce the clone so all stormtroopers must be clones but nope <laughs> if they really paid attention and were more in verse of the universe yeah. and had the story of it they would know that's not the case so
1: so yeah. so even if the clone troopers became the stormtroopers they're not Caucasian they're yeah. Maori yeah <laughs> <laughs> because
0: Django
1: Fett the actor who played Jango Fett was Maori yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's funny John Blay got a great like he posted an, an Instagram note of kind of like thanking the fans for all su- his support and all that for like backing him up when the trailer came out. and Then at the end, he's all like, "You're just pretty much to the point like get used to it <laughs> as yeah. well as how it's gonna be now." It's not. <laughs> yeah,
1: man, that that the trailer is amazing, and Andy Circus, his voiceover, yeah, it's <laughs> amazing too. I just love how it begins. <laughs> yeah, there has been an awakening. Yeah,
2: have you felt it?
1: yeah and it makes me wonder I mean just going off like that two sentence dialogue are they going to do something different with the force I mean yeah I'm expecting something different yeah like it's not going to be so black and white it's going to have a gray area or
2: yeah I think it's going to be a big movie too you're not going to necessarily be able to easily tell who's the bad guys who's the good guys and the idea of the title being the force awakens I'm glad that it to the other part of dialogue he says the dark side and the light so mm-hmm. i'm guessing that whatever the force awakens is uh referring to in the movie is going to apply to both the dark side and the light side which i'm happy about but yeah i, yeah. I just think we're going to learn something new about the force that we never uh knew existed or knew it could do or we're going to get some big revelation right that's what has to be really excited for it uh, yeah the only negative is seeing that December twenty fifteen uh, date <laughs> at the end of the trailer. <laughs> like no way it's over a year away.
1: <laughs> and just so we have it on record, that lightsaber is so cool. I mean it, it looks it looks ancient. It yeah. looks like something from the old republic. Yeah it was, or something. It looks was, like a Sith artifact or something. I don't know
2: if you saw an Elite Concept art image that came out with that a few months ago. No, I didn't. When I first saw, it, I was like, eh, I don't know about this. I really don't think that looks pretty good, Saver. Yeah. But when you see it in motion, how it's acting? Yeah. yeah, it looked really cool. And here's another cool thing in that concept art image, you yeah. see that character's face and his uh, face. It looks like he's wearing the mask of Darth Revan.
1: No it's way. like
2: It could. I'm not gonna say it is Revan, but it looks pretty similar. And if the rumors are true, where the villain may be someone who collects Sith artifacts and is obsessed with yeah. the Sith. That could be a pretty cool tie-in to have it be for the Knights of the Old Republic if it's Revan's Mask because it looks pretty uh, similar to it.
1: Yeah, it would be so cool if they if it looks like Revan's Mask or it's like a, I don't know, Revan's Other Mask or something. Yeah. And and they connect the new trilogy with, with Knights of the Old Republic or the Old Republic era.
2: Yeah, they don't have to say it. If it just looks like it, the fans will know what it is. Yeah.
1: So, so is the two uh, lasers? I don't know what you call them that come out of the sides. Is that sort of like an exhaust? Because that's what it looked like in the trailer. Because I, I went frame by frame on that thing, and it looks like it's, it looks like a some sort of like backfire or something.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like. You're saying, oh, it could be some like an ancient lightsaber where that was the only way they can get it to work. (laughs) That type of design, because they weren't maybe the crystal, they didn't have the right Kyber crystals, or they were using some type of. energy source to get those activated. So like right. so many possibilities with it, which I some people are saying, oh, it could just be he doesn't know what he's doing and he just made that's how he made the lightsaber.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: I like the idea of how it's an old ancient lightsaber because right. you think about it when Luke was didn't have much training in building lightsabers and he built his finding for Return of the Jedi, so I would think that's not really the case. So yeah, I'm hoping it's some ancient Sith lightsaber which would be really cool. And
1: it looks unstable too. Mm, like yeah, it's barely staying up.
2: It has like there's like flame qualities to it. It doesn't look like your typical lightsaber. A lot of energy yeah. coming out of it. I like the look of it too. Or, so, or
1: it looks like it's crackling.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Which is really cool.
2: I, mean, I just can't wait to see it in an actual lightsaber
1: battle. But Yeah, I, I hope that Sith is Andy Serkis. I really, really hope he's not doing a, not stop motion, but a mocap uh, suit don't... part. I hope he's that Sith guy.
2: No, I, all the reports and rumors I've been hearing, and for people who know the actor, it looks like that's Adam, Adam Driver. Yeah, he's Adam Driver. Yeah. Ah, dang it! Yeah, but Andy Serkis maybe could be like the Sith behind the scene, the ancient
1: Sith who's uh,
2: <laughs> kind of being the new Palpatine, who's the mastermind of all this.
1: I I, I hope he's not. I hope he's a Sith. That's, that's all I'm yeah. <laughs> hoping. And another thing too, I noticed about the trailer, it, it looks like. I mean, this is my biggest criticism of the original trilogies, particularly Return of the Jedi. I didn't like how they were all partying at the end after, um, you know, the, the, the Empire is toppled over, whatever you want to call it. Okay. I didn't like that part. Really? And I, mean, it, I
2: could, yeah. I, I thought the Yub Nub song didn't fit. I was a little too happy. <laughs> but when they put the new special edition music on there, I thought it would fit really perfectly. Yeah. I mean, come on. It was a big battle. We have to celebrate something.
1: <laughs> the only thing I liked about that ending was the stormtrooper crowd surfing. Yeah. <laughs> that was the other part. No, but I, I didn't, I didn't like that. Anyhow, it wrapped up all nicely in a little bowl. You know, the, the empire is gone and, you know, everybody's all cheering and stuff because if you look back in history, that's not how things happen. Yeah. You know, like like take the most direct influence, which is the Nazis on the, you know, the, the most direct influence on the empire is the Nazis. And a lot of, there were a lot of Nazi sympathizers, right? Mm-hmm. So their logic would lead you to think that there would be a lot of empire sympathizers that, that didn't like the rebels or the rebel cause. Mm -hmm. So going back to the episode seven trailer, I I like how it seems like, especially, um, what's his name? Uh, Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Uh It's Oscar Isaac in the uh, X-Wing. It seems like it wasn't sort of a thing where, okay, let's, let's dust these old X-Wings off. Uh, Let's, let's, you know, go on and fight the empire again it seems like it's been constantly going on you know the end of return of the sith i mean uh (laughs) return of the sith (laughs) return of the jedi wasn't the end of the sort of galactic civil war
2: yeah i'm curious to see like how that's all going to play out like how if this has been going on since the end of the jedi or or just now like a faction of the Empire, or like you said, Empire sympathizers are kind of getting momentum, and they're just striking back now. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. But uh, if you had to pick a favorite shot from the whole trailer, which one would you pick? Because mine, since we are just talking about seeing those Stormtroopers again, it was just so cool. I love their new helmets. I just, when I saw that shot, I was like, oh man, this is just beyond (laughs) cool. But what was your favorite
1: shot? Probably either the Sith igniting the the, uh, new lightsaber,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: or uh, the Falcon when it kind of bends back yeah. over and goes <laughs> right next to the the ground and you see the um you see the TIE Fighter fly by with the with, with the TIE Fighter sound mm-hmm. and then you get the title screen
2: that was, plus the yeah. How, yeah. I just love how that scene transitioned in because you hear the Wendy Serkis dialogue just say the light goes to black yeah. silence then boom the Star yeah. Wars main thing kicks in and you see the Falcon like I've watched that trailer so many times and I still get a smile on my face when that happens it's so cool <laughs> And that X-Wing shot, too, where all three of them were just flying over the water or the lake, whatever planet that is, that's an awesome shot, too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and that's a new thing, too, we've never seen before. You know, the X-Wing flying in a... on a planet.
2: Yeah, in atmosphere. The only bit we got of that was them taking off off Yavin
1: (laughs) to go attack. Yeah, yeah, but they were ascending really slowly.
2: (laughs) And a little bit of Undeggable and hots, but yeah, nothing of them. (laughs) Those are always landed and parked, like...
1: Well, Undeggable, you can... Luke was crashing. Yeah. I mean pretty much. <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty cool too. But it, it, it has to be this out of the Sith igniting the lightsaber. It's just the way he ignites it. He kinda yeah. puts his whole body into it.
2: Yeah, like what sets him off to do that? Like, he's just walking in the forest too. Yeah, I know. All of a sudden just so quick, he ignites, like he senses something. And I'm just thinking, Oh man, how cool if that that's Luke. Like he senses yeah. Luke in the forest and he hasn't
1: made himself known yet. Like oh, uh, I mean, I, I must have went frame by frame like five times to see if there was anything in that forest that you could see, maybe like a figure or a silhouetted figure or something, just anything, but there's nothing there. I've looked, trust me. So well,
2: that's cool because you said you didn't see that concept art before. I have, so when I saw that, before, yeah. I was like, oh, so they're going with that design, okay. But that, you, that was the first time you actually saw that lightsaber design.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and that was almost the reaction I had when I saw uh, Darth Maul with the yep. double yeah. lightsaber, <laughs> when he ignites the double lightsaber, it's almost the same reaction. I would say Darth Maul had it better than this whoever this guy is. <laughs> Revan Jr., we should call
2: him. Revan Jr. <laughs> Darth Revan Jr. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, if you're a stalwart, yeah. and how can you not... Be excited by this trailer, and I've heard people, you know, the typical fans saying, uh, "We wish we just saw Han, Luke, and Leia, and all that," or you know, the complaints we talked about it, uh, the lightsaber, John Boyega, the sword, trooper Like, God, like I don't even want to deal with those people right now on that day. Like, I just want to be excited about this trailer.
1: I was actually really surprised at the amount of hate directed at the lightsaber and uh, John Boyega. Yeah, um, I, I don't know if you've seen it or if you read it. If, if you're really sensitive about that kind of thing, don't read it. But uh, on YouTube, the official oh, Star of course, Wars, yeah. Um, yeah, the official Star Wars channel, they posted the trailer, and the comments below it, there's like, last time I checked, was earlier this week. Um, what is that about like eighteen or seventeen thousand uh, comments? All of them were just arguing back and forth about uh, John Boyega.
2: And stormtroopers,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and stormtroopers, and um, you know, like we were talking about before, how people don't know that stormtroopers aren't clone troopers. They're not clones. They're actual people that signed up. It's kind of like signing up for the army or the marines yeah. or yeah, whatever. Exactly what it is. It's yeah. kind of like that. Uh, and it's just people arguing back and forth. So if you're sensitive to that kind of thing, or you don't want to read that, you don't, you don't want any part of that. Don't read the comment section on on the Star Wars.
2: Yeah, I haven't. I like, definitely stayed away from all of those comments. Yeah, yeah. Now. Don't.
1: Don't read it.
2: I Do love you, that that meme that came out like a few years ago where it's uh, uh, Yoda from Revenge of the Sith where he says, if into the security recordings you go, only pain you will find. But someone put, if into the comment sections you go, only pain you will find. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yep, that's so accurate.
1: Yes, that is, especially for that Force Awakens trailer. Because that it's really bad, Tim. Don't, don't do it. I, don't do it.
2: They're not going to take me down from this high. As we're recording this episode, it's already been a week since we got that trailer. And I, it seemed like just yesterday we got it. I'm like still watching yeah. it like it just hit the same day. It's crazy.
1: I was hoping we could download it, but I guess you can't.
2: Well, those are the good old days where you can download
1: it. <laughs> For yeah. Quick time and all that. I mean... Y- you could download it. Uh, I mean, the, there's um,
2: ways to do it, but directly from like
1: the main stores. Like yeah. no, no, no. I, I I meant to say, when Man of Steel came out, you could download the teaser trailer, and you could download all of the trailers. Really, I don't remember that.
2: Yeah, so, huh. yeah. I used to do that all the time for the prequel trailers that when they let you download it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, one year, Tim. Yes, one, one year. year. <laughs> we're
2: in December Almost. right now. Is that right? pretty soon we're going to be under the year mark
1: <laughs> but um yeah speaking of movies we have to do this every episode because tim said we have to
2: we can't stop now
1: yeah we can't stop now but we got to do our dark knight rises commentary and stuff thing uh so tim are you ready you got your stuff queued up
2: I'm all right i just got to close the force awakens trailer up right now <laughs> bring up the dark knight rises <laughs> How so
1: many times, approximately, have you watched it?
2: Too many to count, really. <laughs> I lost
1: count. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, so, are you ready, Tim? Let's do it. All right. three, two, one, hit play.
2: I was like, pretty much right when we hit play, Bane shoots the guy. <laughs> He's yeah. him down the waterfall. <laughs> it was like perfect timing. And I was, remember I was telling you last week or two weeks ago, uh, I was watching Dark Knight Rises with my brothers, and when we got to this uh, point, I was like, man, I feel like I should stop it right here. It's been a minute. <laughs> this is where we left off. <laughs> I know. Where to keep going?
1: Feels like you were cheating on a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <Or something. laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and John Blake
2: wants answers from Bruce.
1: I, I heard a lot of people had trouble with this part yeah. how he found out that Bruce Wayne was Batman.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to get into. The full scene, <laughs> and we got 50 seconds left. But yeah, I, I bought into it. I could understand some people's complaint, but in the end, they're both orphans, and Blake's a smart enough guy to can kind of where you can tell he would get that impression or disfigure it out. Even though it's not exactly like Tim Drake did, I still bought it where it's pretty similar and can understand it. So I didn't have too big of a problem with it.
1: And we are done.
2: Yes, we are done.
1: Unfortunately
2: strange pose like almost like a proper pose where he needs a pipe <laughs> in his mouth or
1: something with his cake at least, at least we saw Bruce again yeah <laughs> we're just three so, minutes
2: away from a big milestone
1: 30 minutes
2: that's pretty big
1: and what happens at 30 minutes um, John Blake will probably just be leaving <laughs> <laughs> yeah that conversation is kind of long yeah. so <laughs> I don't think we're going to make him past that that scene at wait Manor but um, anyway, let's move past that, and let's get on to our featured topic tips. So, Tim, tell all the good people at home that are listening to this what our future topic is. So,
2: if last week was the week of Star Wars and the Force Awakens trailer, I would say this week's a pretty big one for DC fans, and especially the fans of the movies that are coming out, because we got the official announcement of the Suicide Squad cast and, boy, it's a great cast. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the WB was going all out for this one with uh, star power. They they got it. And pretty much all the rumors we've heard were true about who was going to be who and the actors up for the roles. And I'll just read off the official cast list right here. Starting off with the big one, the rumors we talked about on our last episode came true. Joker, Je- Jared Leto is playing the Joker. Deadshot will be by, played by Will Smith, Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie, Rick Flag, Tom Hardy, who we were just talking about, <laughs> Enchantress Kara Delavine,
1: Delavine, Delavine. Okay, yeah, <laughs> and
2: then Captain Boomerang,
1: Jai Courtney. So I think the only thing because I bl- wait, 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 hold on, Tim, who, who is that guy? He looks familiar. Yeah, <laughs> was he on Arrow? I don't think so. I've heard he was in.
2: I don't think I've seen him in anything, but I've heard he was in that Tom Cruise movie. Uh, Jack
1: Reacher. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. Because I watched that movie, and he, he, he plays like one of the main bad guys. But he's also in Terminator Genesis.
2: Oh really? I just saw the trailer
1: for that yesterday. Yeah, he 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 plays the guy that uh, John Connor sends back.
2: Oh Kyle Reese.
1: Yeah. Okay. Whoever that is, I'm not familiar with the Terminator universe.
2: So I actually did see him in some that trailer.
1: Yeah, that trailer. (laughs)
2: But, yeah, I mean, when this came out, it was, I would say, kind of cool to know that the rumors got confirmed. I think the only thing that was kind of mixed up was that previous reports had Will Smith as Captain Boomerang and Jai Courtney as uh, Deadshot. But this makes more sense because we know Deadshot's one of the main characters of the Suicide Squad, like the leader of the group. And if we're going to get Will Smith, you know he's going <laughs> to be kind of the star of the movie or be in a substantial role. But, yeah, yeah I mean... I'm totally happy with the cast. It's, I thought the the star power that it's getting, I mean, it's getting a lot of attention already, but they're just good actors too who have, I think are going to bring these characters to life in a great way. I mean, the big one, of course, is Jared Leto. We talked about that on our last episode, I believe, with the rumors. Or maybe it was two episodes ago. I don't know. But yeah, it's kind of a little bit the Heath Ledger thing to me too, where he's someone I've never really seen any of his movies. But at the same time, <laughs> I hear he's such a great actor, and he won an Oscar, like we talked about. So I'm really excited to see what he's going to do with the character. So overall, I'm really happy with this list. I mean, I don't know about, like we talked about Jack Courtney and Cara Delevingne as Enchantress. I don't even know who Enchantress is, really. (laughs) (laughs) So, but again, it's Suicide Squad. So, you know, not everyone's going to (laughs) survive. I'm kind of guessing she might be one that goes out. (laughs) But, yeah. She's
1: the red shirt.
2: Yeah, (laughs) it's funny if her outfit's red. But yeah, when it got announced, I was just pretty much excited and happy that the rumors ended up being true. It wasn't totally something different because I like what I was hearing before. So, yeah, I'm stoked for it. Suicide Squad went to a movie, yeah, I was going to see, looking forward to it. But now that this cast is announced and these characters are going to be in it, it's kind of shot up to one of my most anticipated DC titles. I'm glad it's only two years away. They should be starting, like, filming, I
1: think, sometime,
2: you would think, next year. Next
1: year, right? I think it's April 2015 they start.
2: Yeah, that would make sense. And man, you know everyone's gonna be waiting to see those set shots of Jared Leto as the Joker. So yeah, yeah. fun. But what do you think of the cast overall?
1: I was actually surprised because I, I didn't hear the rumor that Will Smith was, oh really, uh, going to be Deadshot, or he was being looked at for Deadshot, and, and Tom Hardy too. I, I didn't, I didn't hear that rumor either. I guess I'm not as close to the. I guess I don't have my ear to the ground as well as <laughs> you do <dude>. today. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. Um, like you, I, I've, I haven't seen Cara Delevingne in anything either. I think she's like a model or something because yeah. I didn't know who she was, so I had to look her up. And I think she was like a model or something. So uh, She's going to be in Pan, Okay, whatever that is. Yeah. Oh, Peter Pan, right?
2: It's just called Pan. But that trailer just came out last week too. Oh, I think it got overshadowed by the Star Wars one. <laughs> I have to watch that trailer again, and see if I recognize her.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm happy with it.
2: Yeah, and Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn. That's an actress I haven't seen anything in, but I've heard she was real good in The Wolf of Wall Street. That's what I saw her in. Yeah, she's really good in okay. that. Movie.
1: I've heard yeah, too that yeah.
2: like it's kind of a dysfunctional relationship that she's in in that movie
1: too. Is that yeah. Accurate? You know what? That makes sense. Okay. Because her and Leonardo DiCaprio, they kind of butt heads, to say the least. And, yeah, she – it's perfect.
2: (laughs) I mean, just looking at her, I think she looks like Carly.
1: Yeah, she's got the blonde hair.
2: From what I've heard from other people about her performance in Wolf of Wall Street, and then what you're saying, too, is like, okay, it looks like she's going to have the acting chops and experience to kind of play a similar character that way. And I just can't tell you how cool it's going to be seen finally after – over 20 years of her induction or introduction in Batman the Animated Series, we're going to see Harley and the Joker together, live action in the movie. <laughs> That's going to be so cool.
1: So so besides Joker, it's going to be uh, Harley for you?
2: Yeah. Which
1: <laughs> you can't wait to see?
2: Yeah, I, I can't wait to see them interact together. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of hoping we get a little bit of the Batman the Animated Series influence in there, a little bit, at least when it comes to their interactions, but I know they're going to be doing their own thing, but that's where it all started, so you got to have a little bit of that in there.
1: Well, Margot Robbie's definitely going to have the voice. Okay, I cool. You, the, the, I mean,
2: I just hope she says the words Puddin' or Mr. J.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, because in Wolf of Wall Street, she kind of has that New York accent that okay. Harley has. So, yeah, she she's probably going to have that voice.
2: I wonder if, what costume she's going to have. Is it going to be the classic Harley, new 52 Harley, something new for the Suicide Squad? I'm kind of hoping, I don't think it's going to be classic Harley because I'll kind of stick out as part of uh, <laughs> this group. As, a, as like a, oh, They're probably going to be doing some espionage stuff and sneaking around. So I don't know if that outfit will lend itself to that, but like, it would be nice if we get a, like some type of Easter egg or cameo with that in there. But um, Another thing too, going back to Will Smith's Deadshot, um, one thing I'm kind of hoping for is that I haven't liked too much about Deadshot recently has been his costumes in the New 52, in the Arkham games, and then the, the, of course the Assault on Arkham movie and the Gotham Knight design. I just hope he has the classic Deadshot costume, the red and the silver with the silver mask on there. And I know it's a thing where usually when you have these big stars, they don't want their face covered in masks for the whole of the movie, but if there's like an introduction scene, that shows Deadshot before he's with the Suicide Squad and he's in that suit, that, that'll be fine with me. Just gets, we'd have one moment with that classic Deadshot suit. So that's one thing I'm hoping with the character in this one. But
1: So, so what if it's the Arrow?
2: Yeah, I mean, the, I have a feeling that's where they might go. These, these might have that eyepiece. I mean, I'll have to live with it, but <laughs> a little part of me will be disappointed if we don't get that classic Deadshot suit. Because we've seen so many iterations of the character recently that, None of them have done that costume since the Justice League animated series cartoon. So it'd be kind of nice to see it in the movie.
1: So what if uh, Captain Boomerang doesn't have a boomerang?
2: Then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'd have a pretty good explanation for why he's called Captain Boomerang.
1: He lost it. <laughs> or he, he, he didn't buy a new one.
2: I think he could make a new one. Or Amanda Waller would supply him with some new boomerang weapons.
1: <laughs> yeah. And speaking of, uh, of uh, Amanda Waller... What if Oprah plays
2: it? <laughs> you know what? I'm really hoping for that. <laughs> I really, that'd be really good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not hoping for that. I'm hoping it's somebody else
2: because there are two things. One thing is that why Oprah? Why Oprah? I mean, she kind of fits that. <laughs> you know, because she has the reputation of like being this like one like woman is like big entertainment. I don't even know what the word to use, but this is like this is as big as it can be pretty much when it comes to like the inter- yeah. entertainment business. And to have someone that powerful in the industry, be a real powerful character who's in, in the government and in charge of this group. And also, too, um, she's going to bring a lot of attention to the movie, which I think if she's in it, it's going to make a lot more money than it would without her. Because she has like loyal, dedicated followers. Like she says, go buy this or go see this. Don't do it. And I think just the fact that she's in this movie, a lot of people who wouldn't necessarily see it will go see it. And then I can't say I've seen her in anything, but yeah, I mean, is she she's a good actress. actress. Yeah, people say she's a really good actress, mm. so she has the acting chops for it. I mean, it might be a little weird seeing her in a comic book movie, but I think for Amanda <laughs> Waller, she could—I <laughs> think she could pull it off pretty well.
1: Well, you've gotten me kind of convinced. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know about her, her star power, how. You know, there's people in this world that if she says, buy this or go see this or go read this, people will do it. So,
2: I mean, can't you just picture Oprah? with something goes wrong in the mission, the suicides, one of the members doesn't do it right, and she flicks that switch that ignites the bomb in their heads (laughs) because they didn't (laughs)
1: get the job done? (laughs) Maybe that's how uh, Enchantress would go.
2: Yeah, someone's going to (laughs) go. I mean... The two are Captain Boomerang and Enchantress. They're like, I think they're even the bottom (laughs) actors listed on there. But I hope Captain Boomerang doesn't go because he's got to be saved for the rogues in the Flash movie. So uh, I guess I think it would probably be Enchantress and then Rick Flag, Tom Hardy's character, because I don't know if you remember that Justice League episode, Task Force X, where they sneak into the Watchtower. He was kind of like the reluctant leader of the group where he kind of he was doing it because he had to. But he like really didn't want to be there and knew he could be doing something else that's better. I don't think necessarily he's a criminal. He's just like someone who works for the government, but he's put in charge to work with this group. So I think him and Will Smith as Deadshot, they're gonna kind of be like the two leaders of the group. And maybe Rick Flag has like the official title, but Deadshot wants to take over and is the one who's probably maybe uh, better equipped to do so to lead this group of villains. So I'm guessing maybe something happens where uh, Rick Flag gets taken out. And Deadshot's gonna have to take over as leader of the Suicide Squad because I think Rick Flagg has died in some certain stories, maybe not necessarily Suicide Squad stories, but he's a character I know who doesn't survive <laughs> some of the stories that he's in. So that's kind of how I see it play out. But I just think it's cool yeah. that Hardy's back into another comic book movie.
1: Well, he's not doing much anyway, right?
2: Yeah, he, I mean, he
1: was, he's doing that Mad Max. Yeah, movie, I think that's the right? next
2: big one. Yeah.
1: yeah,
2: yeah. He was rumored, I think, for Doctor Strange too. So.
1: Everybody was rumored for Doctor Strange. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason, everybody was yeah. rumored.
2: <laughs> even McGregor was, I remember. <laughs> I think the reports are that Disney wouldn't let him do it because they're saving him for an Obi Wan movie. <laughs> Which okay, like sign me up for that.
1: Or even um, what's his name? Uh, um, uh, River Phoenix's brother. What's his name? Oh, oh jo- Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. Even yeah, I already was
2: Phoenix? real close but he didn't want to do it i think that's how the story goes
1: yeah and and you know what i'm thinking i'm thinking joker is the one that's gonna die
2: no no way
1: (laughs) because if you think about it jared leto he's an actor he's in a lot of movies and he's also a musician and goes out and tours so does he really want to be signed up for two or three movies
2: well, I think they would get that all worked out before he signed the contract because I really don't think they're going to have Joker be in this one movie. I think they're using this <laughs> to introduce him and maybe not. That's another thing. We talked about this uh, when this rumor came out, how we're kind of, at least for me, hoping that he's not part of the Suicide Squad team, but he's central to the story. Maybe they're out to hunt him down and he's the main threat that they're supposed to take out. But, I, yeah, I just think they're going to use this to introduce yeah. him and then later on, whenever we get the solo Ben Affleck Batman movie, he's going to be showing up there again, or maybe even Justice League. So, yeah, I really don't think he's going to be killed off in this one.
1: Yeah, so I guess we have our villain for that Batman movie in yeah. twenty nineteen or whatever. Twenty twenty was it?
2: it was, I think they said sometime before then, so
1: oh. be any time now in twenty twenty. All right, so anytime in the next six years. Yeah, <laughs> we may be getting that solo
2: Batman movie. But that's another thing I like, too. I mean, we're probably going to get hints of the Joker or like maybe get a name drop in Batman versus Superman. And then they're slowly going to be planting the seeds for him. And then this, we don't have to worry about it being like an origin story for the Joker or um, the first encounter with Joker and Batman. Maybe there can, you know, how much uh, The Dark Knight Returns is being an influence for Batman versus Superman. And maybe they'll save that. Final Joker and Batman fight that they have in that story for the final or for whatever the Ben Affleck Batman movie comes out. So I could see them maybe doing that. Like that'd be something different to see on screen the final Joker Batman confrontation. Well, I take that back because eighty nine Batman we had the first Batman and Robin Joker or Batman and Joker battle. And then in the same movie we got the final Batman <laughs> Joker battle. It was way too short, but he did die in that, so we did get a final confrontation there. But I'm expecting that to be done a lot better in this. <laughs> I'm just excited too that with these two characters of Batman and Joker, we know that they're going to have a history. Knowing that Batman's a seasoned veteran, when by the time Batman vs Superman comes around, and then with however Joker is played up in Suicide Squad, it's going to be. I know we're going to get more information that he's been around too. So I just can't wait. Just the possibility of this is just so cool. So I yeah. will have some reservation if he is part of the team, but I don't think they're going to go that route. And if they do. It's kind of one of those things. Well, I have to wait and see it to uh, see for myself. Is how well it plays out, and for me, is him being part of the team. It could work in some way, some creative way that I'm not thinking of right now. But right now, I'm just hoping, yeah, that he's not part of the actual Suicide Squad team.
1: I'm wondering what Jared Leto's Joker is going to look like. Yeah, I mean, it, is he going to be? I mean, is he going to go that Heath Ledger route, where you know it's minimal prosthetics? Or is he going to do...
2: I think they're going to go the opposite. Full-on makeup. He's going to be the Joker who's been falling into the chemicals. His white, his skin's all bleached white. I think they're going to go the full comic route. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: But I wonder if he's going to... All the pictures that I show of him, he has that long hair. I hope he gets a haircut.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> that
2: would be a totally different Joker if he has that long hair.
1: He looks like Jesus. Yeah. He kind like of every does. picture of Jesus. <laughs> looks like... Every picture of Jesus in the history of man... Looks like Jared Leto right now.
2: And I remember before this got announced, people were doing interviews with him, and he w- wasn't denying the fact that he's up for the role. He's also saying, like, people were like, "What's your next project?" He's all, "Something pretty big that I can't like talk about right now, or something that yeah, it's big, but uh, you have to wait." <laughs> so it was kind of leading to the announcement.
1: Well, it was the same thing with um, Margot Robbie.
2: Yeah, she Cause, was
1: because she posted that picture of. Uh, was it like a Harley T-shirt or something? Was it?
2: I don't remember seeing that or her posting anything of Harley.
1: Yeah, she she posted something of Harley like when she was when it was a rumor, like that when that f- rumor first came out that she was up for that role.
2: Okay, yeah, I don't remember
1: seeing that, but I guess
2: oh. those was, it makes sense for the Joker and Harley to be the two ones who would tease <laughs> what roles they're playing. <laughs> so yeah, I mean. I'm excited for it. Like I said, it shot up my anticipation list for 2016. I just can't wait to see what these actors are going to look like in their costume. That's going to be pretty cool. So I'm pretty much happy with everyone. Will Smith kind of took me by surprise a little bit. Just because when I think of Will Smith, I just can't help but think about <laughs> Fresh Prince of this com- comedy stuff. But Deadshot is a pretty serious character, even though he does he crack some jokes in there. He's pretty, he can be sarcastic with that stuff, too. But I know Will Smith has done some dramatic stuff, some movies too, so he has the acting chops. And when I started thinking about it, I was like, yeah, I think Will Smith could actually pull it off as a good a de- a character, like a dead shot, who's someone you're going to probably be rooting for in the movie. Because, you know, he has that. Uh, his main thing is he's doing it for his daughter, because he has a this strange daughter who he wants to like help support and keep alive, really. So that's probably going to be his main motivation for this movie. So he's going to be probably be one of those characters. You're going to root for and have sympathy if he does something that's not necessarily good, but you maybe you'll understand it. And I think Will Smith can definitely pull that off. I just hope they do bring his daughter in. It's not his daughter, uh, Willow Smith. She's <laughs> going to be singing all right. that, that terrible, terrible song. What's <laughs> something about her whip, oh, whipping her hair? It's <laughs> like a. Uh...
1: So, so, what if it's his son?
2: Yeah, uh, and... <laughs> just <as> bad too. <laughs> After Earth didn't go
1: over so good. <laughs> did you did you see that movie? No, I never saw it. Okay, me neither. I heard it was bad though. Yeah, I... and uh, did you see the Karate Kid reboot?
2: No, I heard oh. that wasn't too great either.
1: <laughs> yeah, me neither. And I heard it was bad too. But at Let's least. See.
2: Now uh, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith are part of the Batman world. I know it's (laughs) yeah, so those two are fine, but if they can just keep their kids out of it, (laughs) that'd be the best.
1: (laughs) Well, I don't really think studios are willing to take a chance on whatever his Jaden Smith anymore. I just hope
2: that wasn't part of the contract. Sure, I'll do it, but my son has to have a role in it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, After Earth tanked. And so did uh, the Karate Kid movie. So, I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, is that it? I'm excited. You're yeah. excited. It's uh, one of those
2: things, too, where this has the makings to be a really cool movie, a good movie with this cast. So, it's almost like that's has to be some Warner Brothers, the director, the writers, they have to do something really stupid to screw this up <laughs> because this has the making for a really cool superhero movie. Or I shouldn't say superhero movie, comic book movie, since
1: they're not really heroes. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, hopefully it's like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, where it's like characters you've never heard of before. Yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, everybody loves it, except for me, because I haven't seen it. Do yeah. <laughs> you think I should buy that movie? Well,
2: you're, you're asking someone who loved the movie, so I'm going to say yes. So. Well, I
1: mean, is it a good movie? <laughs> yeah, it's a good, is really it, good. I mean, it's is, is it a good story? And the story is like pretty
2: simple, but you just like the characters that will make that movie. Just, the characters are great. They oh. have good chemistry together. You, They have good backstories that you get behind. The cool so, action. It's funny.
1: So is the guy that's going to be in Jurassic World good in it?
2: Yeah, he's really good. Everyone's good in it,
1: really. What about uh, Uhura?
2: Yep, she's good in it, too. Even Dave Batista, the wrestler. <laughs> he's, a, he's, he's actually oh. one of the more funny characters in the movie. Who does he play? He plays the, the green guy. I think you were, we were talking about this earlier. The one you think looks the coolest, Drax the Destroyer. He's bald green with the red markings on him.
1: Did, I? D- did we?
2: Yeah, we're maybe it was well, we weren't recording, but I'm pretty sure we were talking about it.
1: So, so what about that tree guy?
2: Group, yep. Uh, all the characters are good. I like them all.
1: And Bradley Cooper? Yeah, he's awesome as Rocket Raccoon. Because <laughs> uh, I don't like some of his movies...
2: Well, you never really see him since he's doing the voice.
1: Oh, yeah, right, right. I don't know why I thought you would see him.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Unless you watch the special features and you see him doing the voice, but...
1: Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, we're all excited. This is a thumbs up from Tim and I, right?
2: Thumbs up and toes up. (laughs) (laughs) Big toes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. but speaking of movie, keeping on the movie track, uh, the shooting for Batman versus Superman has wrapped, so they're done with it. They got to go and edit, edit the thing now.
2: And they got plenty of time too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they come out for another almost two years. Two years. <laughs> uh, so I don't Same thing with Man of Steel. They filmed it ahead of time. They got so much post production time. It's like <laughs> there shouldn't be anything Zack Snyder isn't happy with because <laughs> he has so much time to fix whatever issues are going to be with it. But Yeah, just as of today, uh, I believe it was their cinematographer announced on Instagram was saying that production is wrapped. And then he posted this picture. I don't know if you've seen it, Dane. It's like this black material that looks like it could be part of the Batman suit. To me, it looked like it could have been like his glove or something. But it's really vague where you can't make it out exactly. But kind of hard not to think that's what it is. (laughs) But I I was actually kind of surprised that now that production is wrapped. We didn't get one leaked set picture of Ben Affleck in the Batman
1: costume. I was really expecting that. <laughs> it's probably because it was all on sets.
2: Yeah. But when we got uh, shots of, Superman, or of Henry Cavill in a Superman costume with Lois, yeah. I, was, I mean, cause you know they're going to have scenes together. It's called Batman versus Superman, so I guess all their <laughs> scenes were either shot on set and not... Or,
1: or not in open. a studio, sorry.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was really expecting that though, but it's like eh, at least we got we saw some shots of Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne, but nothing as Batman yet.
1: Yeah, and I am wondering. I mean, the most bizarre picture going back to Man of Steel was uh, Henry Cavill in the suit. I think they were shooting that um, that bank vault scene, Uh and he was standing outside of that that where wherever that bank vault is, and he didn't have the cape on, so. I'm wondering if Batman's cape is real.
2: I bet there's gonna be portions where it's c g maybe yeah, yeah. maybe certain some of the fight sequence, and then of course it's gonna be a combination of both. I'm sure there's gonna be some shots where it's not real'cause there's gonna to have to be some cool cape effects that they're probably gonna to want to do where it's got to, to be c g
1: because <laughs> yeah, Batman is like ninety percent cape yeah <laughs> the other ten percent is the actual like suits and the utility belt. All that other stuff.
2: And man, you know what? I'm just gonna top this year off. We got the Star Wars trailer, which I wasn't expecting. If we somehow get some type of teaser for Batman versus Superman before the year's over, maybe if it's attached with the Hobbit or something, that would be this will make this year the greatest year for trailers. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well we know already they know they Yeah, got
2: yeah. Comic Con footage out there. Right. Like, it's right.
1: Yeah, so they are they've already got some shots like Done, I guess you'd say. Uh, So, hopefully, Tim, maybe on like December thirty first, we'll get that 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 first teaser trailer.
2: Yeah, the rumors didn't start rumbling for the Force Awakens trailer until like maybe two or three weeks before we actually got it. So we got a little bit of time. (laughs) Maybe we can start hearing some rumblings starting now. (laughs) We might get one.
1: Yeah, but. I doubt it because the movie is two years out still. So. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we got the first Man of Steel trailer pretty much. That was with The Dark Knight Rises, which was a year before Man of Steel. So. Yeah. What movie does Warner Brothers have coming out in March that we can expect it to be attached with? Harry Potter? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: they're done with that. I think they have some new ones in production,
1: though. Really? They're, yeah. They're making new Harry Potters?
2: Yeah, it's going to be like about different characters and that stuff, I think. <laughs> it,
1: it, it better not be about, I mean, I'm not a Harry Potter fan, and I'm not going to see that movie, but it better not be about, like, that one guy that you saw at that school, Hogwarts school, that one time. <laughs> it, it better be, like, uh, the girl or the redhead kid.
2: That's the thing, there can't be prequels about those characters, because they're already kids oh, yeah, they the already first old. movies.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, so they're, I assume, in their 20s, so they can't be little kids anymore. Yeah. Uh, unless they recast the roles and say it's a reboot. They're rebooting the Harry All Potter. Show. Right.
2: That'd be pretty desperate if they do that.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Like yeah, you, I, I don't know anything about Harry Potter, so I really I can't get ex- upset or excited about whatever they announce.
1: <laughs> it's it's kind of like that embarrassing situation, like like going into Walmart, seeing it on the TV, and you're watching it.
2: But you did pay seventy dollars to see the Dark Knight Rises trailer with it, remember?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I did that, but. Yeah, that was kind of embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the most... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say that was one of the most embarrassing things I've done.
2: I wouldn't say uh, it's embarrassing. It's dedication. It's showing the true Batman fandom.
1: Yeah, but still, I'm not a Harry Potter fan. <laughs> and Harry Potter is kind of for kids and stuff.
2: No, no. It's, I wouldn't say you should be embarrassed of that because Harry Potter has a like strong fan base as you went for like Star Wars and Batman too. I wouldn't say not on that level, but it has its yeah. adult fans that aren't just kids who are really into it.
1: I was embarrassed uh, when I bought tickets for E.T., <laughs> when they re-released it in theaters.
2: Why? It's a classic.
1: Well, I mean, we, we weren't going to see the movie. We were going to sneak into another one.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And uh, I just remember being so embarrassed like, buying the tickets for, um, uh, what do you call it? E.T. Same thing when that movie Pearl Harbor came out. Uh-huh. <laughs> I bought tickets for that and went to go see another movie. Uh, So, yeah, it's like kind of embarrassing. (laughs) It's kind of like, no, no, I take that all back because I'm going to tell you guys a story. So, me and my girlfriend go out. Uh, We have to go to a birthday party at uh, Gordon Biersch, their restaurant. And on the way there, uh, maybe this isn't for the kids, but. Uh, my girlfriend's bra strap snaps, it snaps off, right? Okay. Uh, so we have to go to Walmart to get her another one. And so I pull into Walmart, I'm like, okay, okay let's go. And she's like, no, no, I want you to go in and grab it. Uh- <laughs> and it's like, oh. Dang, okay, I guess.
2: I think I know where this is going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, by the way, I'm getting over a cold, so if I cough and sniffle, you know, sorry, I can't help it. But anyway, I go into Walmart. I kind of – this is so creepy, but <laughs> I, I kind of do a, a, a pass. The, the, I, I pass by the bra section just to see who's in there, just – you know, people gonna think you're a perv. A yeah, I think I'm a, perv or I'm a crossdresser or something. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I got to do this. I mean, I, I just have to do this. So I go in and I grab one. She well, she told me her size. I grab one. I look for the size while looking around cautiously. I find it. I grab it, and then I don't want to just go up to the cash register with that. <laughs> so. I go into the DVD section and I pick out like a $5 DVD from the $5 bin. And I I use that back one, that, that, that back register. Uh-huh. And like <laughs> I check out and everything. But I have to make sure that people behind me were like, like – like knew that I wasn't there for – like, <laughs> oh, sorry. My, my girlfriend's bra strap broke or whatever. And, you know, I'm not there just to buy the bra. Because you, you know,
2: announced it? Did you go on the PA microphone?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I, I just raised my voice, saying, "You know, uh, yeah, yeah, th- this and this." I put down the DVD over the bra, so I'm like, "This and this." <laughs> you emphasize the other this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I check out, and then I go, and I go back to the car, and uh, my girlfriend takes it off the hanger and you know puts it on she's like wait wait wait, wait a second apparently i mean i didn't know this and no guy probably knows this but the bra has to fit on the last hook (laughs) (laughs) on the last because there's like three hooks on it it has to fit on the last hook so what do i have to do
2: you have to go back and get another one, don't you? Yes, I do. <laughs>
1: oh, man. So I have to buy a smaller one. So I have to do the thing again. So, so I have you to, have buy to buy get d- another DVD movie. <laughs> so I, buy, I grab the bra. And then I grab some chips. I grab, <laughs> I grab a DVD. This, is, this
2: is reminding me of a side belt episode.
1: <laughs> it's, it's like the worst thing in the world when... <laughs> You're a guy and you got to go buy panties or you got to go buy bras or something. So I do the same thing and thankfully, thankfully, it's the right size and it's that last hook bra or whatever whatever the deal is. Maybe, maybe if we have any female listeners, they can write in about what that's about. Uh, I mean, I don't know what that's about. I mean, just hook it until it's tight enough. It's supporting enough, right?
2: You would think so, yeah.
1: But I mean, it's kind of like a belt, right? You know, just get it to that loop that's tight or whatever. This
2: is a topic I thought we'd never get into on the Bad Fans podcast. But, but again, anyway. I shouldn't be surprised.
1: <laughs> but anyway, that's my story about the time I had to go to Walmart and just swallow my pride.
2: I would say that Trump's uh, being embarrassed by an E.T. ticket or Harry Potter. Yeah, ticket.
1: yeah, yeah. So that's not the most embarrassing thing I've ever done. But anyway, <laughs> moving on well, to... Thanks our thanks yeah. Well, we try to be honest on this show, right, Tim? <laughs>
2: if we're one thing. We're definitely honest.
1: <laughs> All right, so our next piece of news is that uh, Scott Snyder is, re- is apparently writing a... a Dark Knight return sequel with, unfortunately, Frank Miller.
2: <laughs> I'm kind of guessing Frank Miller's involvement would be very little. <laughs> just I, on so. I don't know, I'm kind of torn on this news because, on one hand, you got Scott Snyder doing a sequel, which hopefully will be a lot better than The Dark Knight Strikes Again. Because <laughs> yeah. From what I've heard, I don't think you can get any worse than that. <laughs> but I don't know, I'm getting afraid that DC's just kind of overusing scott snyder in a way like anything batman they want to try to promote because scott snyder on there because we know he's a hot name right now associated with batman and so far everything he has done with the character has been pretty good i mean it's been great stories that we've been getting with of course the batman title with the batman eternal has been good for the most part and but i don't know i'm just afraid one day his name is going to be attached to something. Or it's not going to be that good because maybe he's just being involved in too many different Batman projects and not all of them really can pan out to be something great like he usually does in his uh, main Batman title story. So I don't know. That's potentially to be pretty cool. But at the end, I just hope they don't burn out Scott Snyder and just overuse yeah. him or he's just going to run out of good ideas or because he's just been doing too many different things with the
1: character. But, uh, well, here's the thing about Scott Snyder, all right? His worst is all right, it's Mm -hmm. you know passable. What I'm worried about is Frank Miller, whose best currently is the worst thing you've ever read in your entire (laughs) life. I mean, his comic books suck. I mean, I'm sorry, I know he's a legend and everything. I know people have a lot of respect for him, but have have you read that 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 one book? That the the all star Batman book and um, Dark Knight Tricks Back or whatever, Tricks <laughs> Again. And have you seen uh, that movie he did by himself? The Spirit. The Spirit. <laughs> and have you seen the new Sin City movie? I don't think hardly anyone saw the new Sin City movie. Yeah, yeah, because it, it got on iTunes pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so and, and that's how I saw it. It's not not a very good movie, the actors are good in it, but. It's just bad. But anyway, his worst, I mean, his best is the worst thing you've ever read. So I'm scared about that. How much time is he, I mean, how much input is he going to have in this book? Are we going to see Batman fighting, you know, some political like a political thing, like representation of his politics? I mean, is that what it's going to be? Hopefully it's minimal, I mean, the most minimal input, and Scott Snyder's going to take the sequel and do something with it.
2: Yeah, I don't know if you you read the potential synopsis for it, where it's supposed to be focus on an older Carrie Kelly, who is kind of looking for the successor for her, because I guess she took over the mantle of Gotham's protector. I don't know if she'll be uh, like Batwoman or Batgirl or something, moved up from the Robin name, but it looks like she's going to be they say it's kind of in a similar position that Bruce was in the first Dark Knight
1: Return story, so
2: who knows if Batman's even going to be in this at all? Could this be all about Carrie Kelly?
1: Oh, so Bruce Wayne's probably dead. Cause. Yeah, that's
2: what it's sounding like. <laughs> and it says it might have a bunch of different artists to be working on it, because they said Frank Miller's not going to be able to draw because of his health. So cause you have, Of course, Greg Capullo mentioned in there, Andy Kubert, Jim Lee, Sean Murphy, some other ones in there too. So, I don't know, it'll be interesting. Let's just hope it's not a quick cash grab and it's only scott snyder's name on there because they know he's the best thing in batman comics right now but yeah. this hasn't been officially confirmed but it looks like it is going to be, happen because uh, i believe comic book resources confirmed with their sources and comic book resources is a pretty respectable comic book site and it just makes sense too because by the, by the time this comes out it'll probably be around uh the time batman re superman comes out and we know how much of a big influence the dark knight returns is going to have on that so what a perfect tie-in to have a new story set in that continuity come out when the movie's released. So, right. the, from a marketing standpoint, it looks like it'll work pretty well for him.
1: And I'm just hoping it isn't a Scott Snyder thing where he just puts his name on it.
2: Yeah, that's kind
1: of what I'm afraid Kind of like the James Tinian thing, mm-hmm. where he, he, Scott Snyder's name was on there just because he talked with James Tinian once about yeah. what he was doing. And I'm just hoping Frank Miller doesn't have complete control and You know the the final decision in what this sequel is going to be because Dark Knight Shrek's again almost killed Dark Knight Returns. I'm sorry, I I can't believe it. It almost did. I mean, that's how I feel about it, Um, and I can't believe I spent money on that. But I guess that's my my problem. Um, So I I hope it's mostly Scott Snyder and not Frank Miller. Yeah, like
2: you're saying, I was. Hopefully it's not where DC just goes. We gotta get Scott Snyder's name on here, but he's too busy. Let's just see if we can get a quick idea from him, and then we can slap his name on there for the little amount that input that he has on there. He could just say, "Let's have it focus on Carrie Kelly." Okay, story credit Scott Snyder. That everyone's gonna buy it. <laughs> That's kind of a worry I kind of have. For him. But if it's, I mean, I'd be super excited more if it's like fully just Scott Snyder doing this new story set in this continuity. I mean, they could just if they wanted to. Or just have it be part of the monthly Batman titles. How that be an arc for that time period where the movie comes out. Just have it be set in the future or do some world stories. But I, I know they probably well, they want it to be its own thing because I'm sure it will get a lot of hype. Kind of like the Earth 1 book. So I don't know. I'm kind of excited and kind of worried at the same time. So <laughs> we'll see how it all turns out. Because I'm, like I said, I'm guessing it's going to be a while for when the movie comes out. So We'll see what develops between now and then. But I'm sure, if anything, maybe it'll get announced in one of the comic book conventions that'll come up next year, like WonderCon, or maybe they'll save it for Comic-Con. Who knows? But it's something that I'm pretty sure is going to happen.
1: Unfortunately.
2: <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's the opposite, where Frank Miller's name is just on there, just to make his fans happy who love The Dark Knight Returns and won't read anything else in that universe unless his
1: name's on there. Maybe his would be very minimal. Why don't they just leave those classic stories alone? Because they can't make money on them anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I I guess. But it's kind of like the Watchmen thing. Watchmen, one of the greatest comic books ever made. And they decide to do like a prequel to it. Before like, Watchmen, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like, just leave it alone. You know, those classics will always be classics. And you can only screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, I'm not trying to be negative here. Uh, but with that, Tim, I think we can finally get to our favorite part of the show. Yep.
2: Our conversation with Alex slash listener feedback. Definitely the highlight of the show.
1: Yep. it's It's the part that I always look forward to. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
2: right there with you.
1: <laughs> but yeah, Alex says, hey, Bat fans, thanks for another superb episode. Well, Alex, I don't think it was superb. Yeah.
2: So. <laughs> we'll take it, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll take it. Um, he says, I haven't watched the documentary, but it was great hearing you guys talk about the inspiring stories. I'm with Dane Dana, not getting the whole cause. Thank you. I thought I was the only one because people <laughs> on Twitter seem to dig it so much. And I don't get it. I mean, I, I kind of like Star Wars cosplay, but that's kind of a different thing. Um,
2: I can't wait he, to see new cosplay in those Stormtrooper costumes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I bet you 501st, first, as soon as that, oh as yeah. soon as that trailer came out, they're getting that the modifications to their yeah. uh, outfits ready. Um, but he said personally, I don't even like wearing a licensed character shirts. Same thing with me, Alex. Oh, see, you and I are. Mirror images of each other.
2: You two would not like my closet that was <laughs> all my t shirt
1: <laughs> I think I have one Batman shirt, and I wear that to sleep.
2: Well, I, it's like I definitely have more like licensed shirts than just regular T-shirts with no logos or anything on there.
1: <laughs> oh no, wait, I have two. I have a, a Justice League shirt. Uh, it's, it's the Alex Ross painting. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's it. Thank you. I thought I was the only one, but. Apparently I'm not. I had some superhero emblem t-shirts, but I only wore them because they were gifts. <laughs> I also appreciate you valuing what people take from the character rather, rather than their knowledge of the lore. If, some, if someone just watched the, the Dark Knight trilogy, they can be just as big of a fan. Exactly, right? Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, If not more than a person that loads their house with merchandise, Tim. (laughs) Or (laughs) (laughs) T-shirts. And he he goes on to say, what, Tim? Come on, don't jump on the bandwagon. The Azrael costume is cool to the extreme. No, (laughs) you're right about the costume being pretty funky. But I like it. I'm excited for the Convergence event. I'm a huge New New Teen Titans fan. So it's really neat to see that Marv Wolfman is returning. I hope it comes out in trade since I stopped reading all current comics after Wonder Woman ended. I stopped caring about the current Batman continuity and started reading my older stuff. I was rereading the Steve Englehart Batman run from the 70s, which that's is really great. good.
2: Yes, it is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and that really
2: graphic novel, uh, Strange Apparitions, wow, that's yeah. a good
1: collection of those stories. And really enjoy him. I prefer Batman relying more on his skills rather than technology, like the current stories. That was a big reason why I don't. I didn't really see Terry McGinnis as Bat, being Batman. Oh, Tim, that's a
2: fair criticism. I've heard that a lot. <laughs> so,
1: has the knife entered your back yet?
2: No, it hasn't yet. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> I, I cons- understand it's a fair criticism of Terry as a
1: character. Yes, is it at least nearing your back?
2: He's he's taken it out of the holster. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> okay. But he says, it makes sense that he's using so much advanced tech since he has to be one step above his enemies. But I liked his explanation to Azrael and Nightsend on why he wouldn't use weapons or a suit like it. Oh well, I'm sure it's a blast for the artist to draw all those cool inventions. I'm looking forward to your thoughts on the new cast. I think it's great. Although I wish Tom Hardy was Deadshot instead of Will Smith. David Ayer is a really good director, and I think the Suicide Squad is going to be the best superhero movie of 2016.
2: Wow! So he's looking forward to that more than Batman v Superman. Who's David Ayer? He's a director. Yeah, I know that, but what is he? A his last movie that came out, what
1: was it? Oh, was it it was, the a, G- mili- it was a military Gillenau?
2: one with uh, Brad Pitt, Fury, Fury, oh, Fury. Yeah, yeah.
1: Did he do that one Jake Gyllenhaal movie? Nah, I'm not sure the the cop one, the LAPD one. I don't even know which one that is. <laughs> that's not even Hold funny. on, oh. time
2: for an IMDb search of the director.
1: Uh, Wikipedia. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one's more accurate, Wikipedia or IMDb. <laughs>
1: Probably IMDb because IMDb isn't. But I heard that's not pretty like reliable
2: either. Really. I remember reading that Kevin Conroy was listed on there for the Batman Year One movie. (laughs) We know that didn't happen.
1: Oh, yeah. End of Watch. That's what it was called. That that was a good movie. So, yeah, he's a good director. (laughs) Um, He says, I'm so happy with Jared Leto's casting for the Joker role. He's going to be great. And, of course, as always, Alex has some questions. He wouldn't be Alex if he didn't have some questions. <laughs> I just hope I'm ready for him. <laughs> yeah, because they're all going to be directed at you, too. <laughs> he says, what could DC do that would make you drop Batman? It has to be a re- realistic direction they would take with the character.
2: Well, if they... Batman puts killing as part of his uh, <laughs> the way he operates as a crime fighter. That might turn me off if he ever uses a gun <laughs> and he's killing people. He becomes the Punisher or something like that. That wouldn't sit right with me. And yeah, so stuff like that, stuff that would really change his character. Or they changed his origin around some weird way where the reason he becomes Batman is it because of his parents' murder and they're still alive or something like that. Some radical changes to the character that would really turn me off.
1: Yeah, if he started killing, I don't think – I don't think I would read Batman anymore and this podcast would be over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we, we'd morph it into something else. But yeah, if Batman started killing, I wouldn't read Batman anymore. Uh, but what would make like uh, Batman more intriguing or like something that I would have to read – Uh, Would be if they made Batman a woman. I mean, I know we have (laughs) Batwoman. I know we have Batwoman and we have Batgirl. Well, maybe we have uh, Bluebird if you want to count her. But if if Batman was a woman or a girl, a teenage girl or something, I'd really like to see. I'd really like to see that.
2: That would make for an interesting, like one of the different uh, multiple Earths. If one of them, yeah, was a female. character who
1: becomes Batwoman has has pretty much almost the same
2: origin story as Bruce Wayne, except it's a female. That would be
1: interesting. Yeah, and I'm talking about, you know, not Batwoman where she's off to the side or...
2: Yeah, someone who's
1: the very first character. Yeah, yeah,
2: the first one to use the Bat moniker or something like that.
1: Right, right, the central character of the story that everything else is built around. I'd really like to see that. But um, anyway, his second question is, do you guys think Batman really needs Robin?
2: Um, I think so. I'm biased as a character. <laughs> I've always loved Robin, but I don't, I don't necessarily say need because he does operate fine when he's by himself yeah. and there are good stories with him, but at the same time, in the grand scheme of things of the Batman world and stories, yeah, it wouldn't be the same without a Robin, especially Dick Grayson. I, I Like I said many times, I love the father-son dynamic that they have. The fact that Bruce found a like, kindred spirit in Dave when he saw his parents get murdered before his eyes, too, so... Yeah, I'm going to say
1: yes to that. I don't think he really needs Robin. Um, it's kind of what I liked about the Nolan films is he didn't really have a Robin until, I don't know if you want to call it, but Dark Knight uh, Rises.
2: Yeah, the last five minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah, the last five minutes. But I like Batman by himself or with Alfred, you know. So, yeah, he doesn't necessarily need him, but like you said, it... Just enhances the Bruce Wayne character, yeah. and the Batman character, and if we didn't have Robin, we wouldn't have Robin's Reckoning.
2: Exactly, the greatest Batman <laughs> animated series episode ever.
1: <laughs> better than Heart of Ice? Yes, I do have it up for Heart of Ice. Is it better than Scott Snyder's reinterpretation of Mister Freeze's origin?
2: Yes, it is because I only have to say it's better than Heart of Ice. You're compared <laughs> it to Robin's uh, dang it, <laughs> dang it.
1: Um, but uh, Alex says I enjoy the Robin character, but I don't think he's necessary. I think the more Bat family members added, writers have taken a. W- Alex, you're confusing me. Yeah, uh, all right. Let's try this again. Tip, take two. <laughs> <laughs> I think the more bad family members added writers have taken away from Batman's character. Many creators made him colder and more angst-ridden to create a bigger contrast with the other characters. The writers of the 70s through 90s were able to give Batman a lot of dimension when it was just two Robins, but as more characters were added, I think it got increasingly more difficult to make distinct personalities.
2: Yeah, I could have, I can agree with that to a certain extent. Yeah, there are Sometimes it gets to seem like too crowded. We got Jason, Tim, Dick, Grayson, Barbara, Damien. But now Damien and Dick aren't there right now, but Damien looks like he's coming back and they're yeah. gonna discover Dick's alive eventually, so
1: Yeah, whatever happened to Carrie Kelly.
2: Yeah, there's another one. <laughs> we'll see if she pops up at the end of
1: Robin Rises. <laughs> but uh, Alex concludes his email by saying, as always, thanks again, Alex.
2: No, thank you, Alex.
1: Yeah, thank you, Alex. You took the words right out of my mouth and stole my line, Tim.
2: (laughs) Yes, I'm a thief.
1: (laughs) Um, But yeah, thank you, Alex. You know we love you like a brother and or a sister. (laughs) 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 Right, Tim? Uh, Well, I think we know Alex is a brother. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You never know. It could be Alex girl Alex
2: remember we had that remember Terence was saying like way back how oh, baby Alex was like really just a short name for uh, <laughs> that for like, uh, exactly like something him. like that yeah was, like maybe yeah. just a really hot model or something like that
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying he could have lied to Terence <laughs> like something he didn't like Terence's ties or something or his <laughs> bull ties or whatever
2: which it has like that's his uh, Avatar from his Twitter account, I think, now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> nice, yeah. It used to be the, uh, the Man of Steel early accent, or the... Um, oh, yeah, the...
2: the tickets. I still yeah. have mine,
1: actually. You <laughs> Yeah. I threw mine away. Uh uh-huh.
2: Because <laughs> like, well, you're not going to see too many tickets like that.
1: I guess, but I'm not a nerd. <laughs> <it>.
2: <laughs> That's, true. That's true. I still got all my Star Wars stubs, too, for the prequels and special
1: edition. <laughs> well, you got to keep those, Tim. Okay. You got to keep those. Uh, but well, I mean, I have my Dark Knight of Rises one,
0: it's, so
1: that's something. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, stop t- putting me off my my game, Tim. <laughs> I made you stutter there for a little bit. <laughs> it's, it's, it's always your fault, Tim. I, I, I couldn't find find Mike's um email. Uh, what do you call it? email? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, but he says hi Legend of the Bat fans good one one. (laughs) positive Okay. alright he says the latest episode was very enjoyable but I have to squash these terrible rumors about me that came up I definitely was never into counterfeiting and drug smuggling. and was never taken to the end of a pier and told don't ever show my face and And was fake shot and thrown off the pier this didn't happen and I'm not hiding. Just wanted to clear that up. <laughs>
2: well it's good that we got that out of the way now. We don't pretty it <laughs> sure.
1: Anyway, your review of on the Legends of the Night of the Night movie was great, but unfortunately, I seriously doubt they will they will release it in Australia. So I will have to resort to buying this from Amazon. Even the digital download isn't available. In, uh, yeah, I wonder
2: if they are recent they are region locked or something
1: oh yeah i guess uh which brings me to answer your question dane yes it is quite expensive to get things shipped especially if you buy a few things while the price of the items are good i usually get charged a lot to send it my last order was earlier earlier this year and i got eight trades the four young justice half season dvds there's a guy going past <laughs> Huntsville. Yeah, so I think it was gonna crash into your room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the four Young Justice half-season DVDs and the latest three Eleven CD. The DVDs and CD are not available over here. Oh, really?
2: Man, that's strange. Can you get the new Three Eleven over there? Ah, <laughs> oh, forget that Three Eleven.
1: Just get the Young Justice. See, that's the debate
2: I'm going to have to have. <laughs> I don't know which one's more worth it. I'll probably go with
1: 3.11. <laughs> and it cost me about $150 Australian. Man.
2: Well, at least there was 15 tracks on the 3.11 album, so it was a well-lengthy album.
1: <laughs> How long one? is the album total? Um, I'll have to bring it up.
2: <laughs> minutes. It's, it's probably close to an hour.
1: Oh. And I wonder what the the current exchange rate is for our Australian dollars to American dollars? Yeah, good question. You know what? Let's see. Hold on. This is very, very important to... You
2: didn't know where to go to look for that.
1: (laughs) Not really, but... Okay, there we go. You
2: just won't be able to sleep at night if you don't know (laughs) the currency. Yeah.
1: Okay, so one hundred and fifty U.S. dollars is one hundred and eighty dollars and twenty-seven cents Australian dollars. Good, thirty-dollar difference right there. Okay, let's so let's see how much one hundred and fifty dollars Australian to U.S. dollar. Oh, it's a, it's about one hundred and twenty-four dollars. Yeah. So it's like a twenty-five-dollar difference.
2: Well, we could rest easy now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I could finally, sleep
2: at night. We got that answer.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, he says uh, which I was okay with. But then they hit me with nearly one hundred dollars Australian to ship it. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like two hundred and fifty. So how much is two hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> to Okay, so two fifty. It's about two hundred and eight dollars. Still a lot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still a lot of money. Um, he said, which is ridiculous, and I started looking for local alternatives for trades and only buying things that I can't get in Australia. I wonder what you can't get in Australia that you can get here.
2: Well, it looks like it's uh, DVDs and CDs. We know that.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> I wonder I if, if like on. books are the same thing. Yeah.
2: I'm sure it's kind of a pick and choose thing. I would think maybe the more yeah. popular stuff.
1: Maybe like chocolate. yeah <laughs>
2: I'm sure i they think I thought you just meant comics. <laughs> I know you're talking about food and all that.
1: Maybe like uh, baseball cards. Those must be expensive in Australia. See, so all those useless baseball cards you have, Tim, <laughs> go to Australia and sell them because they don't have them down there.
2: Hey, I got a Mike Messina rookie card, so that's not useless.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um so yeah, He says, your other question about Batman TV shows in Australia, they only showed Batman the Animated Series and New Adventures. We didn't get much else until around 2008. I think they started showing Batman when it was into its third season in the US. That was because I was running from the law. And I could
2: <laughs> uh, sorry, we can't buy those rumors anymore. <laughs>
1: Dang it. Um... Since then, we have um, we've had them at all, and they show Young Justice and Batman: Brave and the Bold on regular rotation. Be aware, the Batman got an M rating. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I know. It was, was it that violent?
2: Uh, not really. I mean, it's the Batman shows so are more violent than a normal animated show, but nothing too drastic. At least from what episodes I've seen so far.
1: Well, did not Australia ban uh, Grand Theft Auto? I don't know, did they? I think they or, did. I'm think. sure it's been banned somewhere. I don't know if it was Australia, though. Or like some video game or something. Um, and it wasn't allowed to be screened in the morning or afternoon, so they put it on at midnight Fridays yeah. TPR. <laughs> <laughs> wow, really? <laughs> I mean, I mean, that really I, surprising, yeah. Yeah, no, are, are Australian censors really that bad? I guess so, yeah. So, so what about the... I don't know the Dark Knight Rises or something. I think
2: we wear the Batman's on par with uh, the New Adventures of Batman the Animated Series because that got pretty dark at times.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially the Batman the Animated Series.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I find that really interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, like bet you like the Dark Knight had like uh, their equivalent of a uh, NC-17 rating over there because that's <laughs> what it seems like the exchanges.
2: That'd be really puzzling if they did that for Brave and the Bold, but I got an M rating. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, uh, Batman Brave and the Bold got the next rating next to that, whatever <laughs> that is. The T rating. But he says, but that seemed the unkind fate for that show. for the Yeah, that show. Also, thanks for the tip to go to digital. I got a tablet, and as I did... They had a Batman 75... 75 I think he's talking about the 75th anniversary.
2: Uh, I know they had a sale last week for Thanksgiving. not cost
1: $0.99. And got, got a ton of older and probably better than current books <laughs> for $0.99. <laughs> totally cents. And, and the cool part is the DC Comicsology app is localized, so I paid $0.99 cents Australian. Oh, All right. Like, <laughs> Something would help you with the pricing. You'd have to pay like 50 bucks for uh, annual or whatever it was. <laughs> uh, then after that, they had the Batman Eternal sale, and I got some randoms, but the best I was... The best I got was the Steph Brown Batgirl run and the Red Robin run for 99 cents an issue. Those are really great, great runs, right, Tim? Yeah.
2: Well, like, you're going to be. Oh, bad. you didn't read that? I the still back haven't back read Batgirl. yeah. <laughs> I'm taking your word for it, though. That's really good. Yeah, it is. So if anyone asks me, I say it's really good.
1: Uh, but he goes on to say I've been keen to read those for a while, and they're impossible to get in trade. These things you would probably have covered in your next show, but I'll put in my two cents now since as of as of writing this email, the, the news broke. The Convergence storyline is interesting to me, and I'm hoping that they are good. Why they went with Gail Smoltz to write the Nightwing Oracle story who just butchered the current background <laughs> and, could not, and not get the awesome Chuck Dixon who handled their story with love in the 90s is a real shame. My question is, would you rather have an alternate timeline, like the Injustice comic, which I highly recommend the first two volumes, the Batman-Superman conflict, and the Fate of Nightwing slash Damien is fantastic, or would you rather they blend both this and the New 52 and take the best of both?
2: I'd rather have two separate lines, and maybe like eventually have some type of crossover thing where, like, you know... They go to a parallel universe and it's those different timelines, but just to have like them separate, I like, use the comparison before to the Marvel uh, Ultimate Universe. If they did something like that with the old continuity and the new Fifty Two, I'd be really happy. But probably would be buying more of that other continuity than new Fifty Two books.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I I agree with you. Um, but he says. If they blend both, they have to say Batman has been around longer than six years, because that is ridiculous. Yes,
2: it is. I think it's only five, though. <laughs> 52.
1: I like zero year, but that timeline was stupid. Also, a quick question at New 52 Batman. Is that supposed to be a horror book?
2: <laughs> Sometimes it plays like one, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. Especially during the uh, Court of Owls.
2: Yeah. And even the earlier issues of Death of the Family with Joker in the police
1: station. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, that that first issue that they had, yeah, uh, it, it it comes off that way to me with what happened to to Batman when he was in the maze of the court.
2: Yeah, it's, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah,
1: with the Joker cutting his face off, did they explain the reason for that?
2: Yeah, they they kind of did in yeah. the, the last issue or the last part of that story.
1: And then even Zero Year had a bit of that feel. The cast of the Suicide Squad looks good, except that motto being cast, but hopefully she gets taken out early. Which one?
2: (laughs) I think it's probably the one we're talking about, the (laughs) Chetris.
1: Oh, Claire Semenine? Savine? That's it. We're going
2: to call the Enchantress, because that's her character name.
1: (laughs) Uh, Will Smith is a great call. He does badass well. The girl playing Harley looks looks the part, but I haven't seen her act. Jared Leto as Joker is interesting, hopefully not a Heath Ledger clone, and I hope he cuts his hair. <laughs> Jack Courtney I'm okay with since he is an Aussie, and he can't do Captain Boomerang unless he is Australian. No offense, but Americans doing an Australian accent is painful to listen to most of the time. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I think, if would, I think if Steve Irwin was still with us, he would have been vegetarian.
0: Oh, man. Can you imagine if it
1: was Captain Boomerang? <laughs> he would be old. An old. I, he would Boomerang. be the one
2: I'd picture in like the campy Captain Boomerang outfit with the blue costume with the hat where he has like white boomerangs all over
1: <laughs> Yeah, and you know he's going to jump on a crocodile at some point. <laughs> Or, uh, to, I don't know, someone Killer in it. Oh, that would be a good twist. <laughs> the main villain is Killer Croc, and only Steve Irwin, as Captain Boomerang, can take him down. Yeah, what could have been. Yeah, and it's too bad he passed away. Man, yeah,
2: can you believe it's almost... I remember that in like, almost ten years since that happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's
2: so sad that would happened, though, just the way he went out, <laughs>
1: I know, man. I was the thing that he sad. loves, too, makes yeah. it worse, yeah. And I was actually sad when he died. And yeah. I couldn't I, believe I, that he died.
2: I know. That's, uh, the Game of Magic, I know I think it was, it was
1: filmed, too. I know. Hopefully oh, they they destroyed that I video. I not think so, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. That. I mean, that's a terrible way to go, too, getting poked by a... Stingray. A stingray, right? yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, just, it's terrible. So, so would you rather be stabbed by a stingray, or would you rather be eaten by a shark? <laughs> uh,
2: whatever's quickest, I guess. <laughs> I guess uh, <laughs> didn't look too great by the people in Jaws
1: that got eaten. <laughs> no, it didn't, especially Quint.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: That... But anyway, it's it, it's a sad thing that Steve Irwin died. Right, then.
2: Speaking of getting back on the happy track on the show.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but Mike goes on to say, my main conversation question is, do you guys have an iconic Batman moment or thing that ever, every time you see it, you go, that's so Batman. Mine is the backhand punch. I love it so much ever since I saw it in Batman 89. I get a big smile when I see it in other interpretations.
2: Yeah, no, I was thinking about that. There is two. One of them is kind of a standard one. But I just like it when it happens where he does the, where he just walks away from whatever scene or area he's in and no one notices what he does to Gordon all the time. He just vanishes without a sound and everyone is shocked that he's gone or when he sneaks up on him. I love that. But if I had to pick one, one of my favorite things is seeing Batman interrogate people to get the information he wants. Just the way he does it is just so cool. <laughs> Whether it's hanging people from a rooftop by the leg or to the rope or just having people by the neck against the wall just like striking the fear in them there's great moments of that in the animated series and then one of my favorite moments ever from any batman story and with particular live action is batman begins where we see him interrogate flash for that first time i had the same thing that uh, mike said in his email right when i saw that sequence I'm like that's so Batman right there that's the batman i've been waiting for to see on the screen so the interrogation stuff that batman does is one of my favorites. I just love seeing him do that because that's the Batman character I love seeing.
1: Yeah, for me, it's seeing Batman perched on like a the roof of a mm. building or something, uh, and his cape blowing, which was one of my favorite scenes in Batman Begins. And I'm glad they brought it back for Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, the, you know, it, you know when he's on that statue thing, mm-hmm. and uh, when Catwoman is like, she says something like. Uh, are you guys deaf? I'm gonna kill this guy, and he's, and then Batman says something like, uh, "They hear you, they just don't care." Yeah. And he's he's kind of I mean, like yeah. couched and like you see his cape. That's that's one of those moments. Yeah, the Dark Knight trilogy had a lot of cool shots like that. Yeah, yeah. And like in the first one, when he's on that that uh, gargoyle, or mm-hmm. and yeah, he has that long cape. There, yeah. He has a and long had, cape. Like, on. A yeah, that was cool. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Mike. You know, we love you, even though you live in Australia, even though that's not a bad thing because Australia is kind of like. It's a good place. Yeah, I <laughs> couldn't <be> any comparison. <laughs> no, not really. Uh, but it's a good place. So, with that, Corbin, we don't like you because he didn't send the no. <laughs> email he's sending an email this time so he's telling me on Twitter
2: he had a lot of Star Wars questions for me and I couldn't answer them through Twitter what he asked me I was hoping to send an email with him, but maybe next time Corbin there is
1: a thing called Google <laughs> no, no just yeah, we want to encourage the questions here yeah yeah, we want to encourage the questions
2: <laughs> uh, but I should bring out too because you know Corbin always sends those uh, versus Darth Vader matchups did you see the latest uh one they put on the superhero beatdown Batman vs. Darth Vader Dane? No, oh, no, I didn't see that one. Yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we want to spoil who wins, but
1: Well you already did on okay. Twitter. Okay. Yeah, okay. Twitter, okay.
2: Right? Well, spoilers anyone else hadn't seen it. Vader came out victorious, which got me validated over Corbin's arguments.
1: <laughs> but... <laughs> it's it's a correct it's a correct it is,
2: but when you watch it, man, Batman did everything he could to win. Batman did a lot of cool stuff. <laughs> it was like, yeah. there's this one moment in there where like he could have won, but it would have involve killing Vader, which you know he can't do. So and Vader even calls him out on that, which was
1: awesome.
2: Yeah, but so it's, they are doing because they always film two versions, one with each different ending, and depending what gets the most votes, that becomes the official one. And then later on, they'll release the alternate ending one. So pretty soon, they should be released one where Batman wins, which I'm curious to see how that plays out. But the, one, the first one that came out, really cool. Seeing Batman with a
1: lightsaber, yeah, it's so awesome.
2: <laughs> just definitely got to check yeah. that out.
1: <laughs> yeah, and Corbin, you were wrong.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, I just want to say that, just for the record, just so in a million years... Some archaeologists will dig this up and be like, (laughs) "Okay, that guy, whoever whoever he was, was wrong."
2: (laughs) You just can't beat the force.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But thank you, everybody, for sending in emails. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Alex, Corbin. We hope to see you send in an email so we can read your funny tweets, and uh, we can move on to our comic book reviews now. Yes, we can. So, with that said. It's very spoilerish, very spoilery. So if you haven't read your books yet, you might want to come back to this section later because Tim's going to spoil the crap up, right, Tim?
2: Well, I don't think I'll be spoiling them too much because I fell behind in my comics, and I'm actually <laughs> I don't remember how far back these are. That might be two or three weeks, so <laughs> people might have read them already. But now it's time to hear my take.
1: All right, so for this episode we have Batman Eternal recap issues thirty-three and thirty-four, and we have Batman and Robin number thirty-six. We also have, and this is our final book, we have Arkham Banner number two. So Tim, Timmy time, (laughs) Timmy's
2: (laughs) comic book review time.
1: Yeah, yeah. How about we? uh, I'm saying this to all of our listeners. Uh, particularly Alex and Mike and Corbin and Jake, if you still listen to this podcast, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, how would you feel about Bat Fans with Timmy Time or Bat Fans and Timmy Time or Timmy Time and the Bat Fans
2: <laughs> or something like That's
1: that? T- kind of like uh, Prince and uh, what was Prince's band's name?
2: He had a band name? I
1: thought just Prince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really? like Prince and the something. Thing or another.
2: I just know a Prince and that symbol that he has.
1: Prince. I don't know. I can't remember. But just do your comic book reviews.
2: Well, first we got to think of a rating scale for this one.
1: Uh, Prince's Bands.
2: <laughs> yeah, because we don't know if that's accurate. How about uh, embarrassing purchases I Dane had to uh, buy? Yeah, that sounds
1: good. That sounds good
2: okay so batman eternals issues 33 and 34 so 33 is picking up where hush ignited one of batman's weapons cache and caused a big explosion in gotham so now the police commissioner bards after batman the mayor's after batman and wayne enterprise is kind of what's going on here like <laughs> how can you let this happen so the main thrust of this issue is really uh batman and julia uh Kind of working together to stop to deactivate the remaining weapon caches he has uh, scattered all about Gotham.
1: Oh, was... Wait, wait, Tim. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but this is very important. Oh no, it's Prince and the Revolution.
2: Oh, Okay, yeah, <laughs> that was important. Good thing you interrupted me. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: so, I, I never so, heard
1: of that. Really, so bad fans and the Timmy Time,
2: <laughs> and the Revolution,
1: <laughs> <laughs> or Timmy Time and the Bad Fans.
2: Yeah. <laughs> something go. like that yeah, yeah. But now that that's settled <laughs> back to the review yeah so Batman and Alfred's daughter Julia kind of working together to stop the remaining weapons caches and I kind of like the interactions they had with each other they were kind of both underestimating their capabilities Batman saying like this is your first time out and she's all no I've been like a, a federal agent so I know how to handle myself uh, so I like their interaction that they had just kind of building because we know she's going to be around with the team after this since she's in Scott Snyder's current Batman story. So, kind of like seeing the, I guess, the, how their working relationships get started before she's actually out in the field. We get a cool moment, too, where the some SWAT officers, because Commissioner Bard's putting it out to get Batman to his weapons cache, they want to catch him. But then this SWAT officer, like this big old gear, armor gear. <laughs> it almost looked like a super villain armor. Like, ass mask, body armor, everything. That, him and Batman had some funny interactions, too. Like, Batman's all, oh, okay, you must be new. And he throws Batarang at him, and the uh, officers all, oh, you need some new tricks. And he's like, sprays out this foam to try to catch the freeze Batman. And this, it gets on his cape, which kind of immobilizes him. But, of course, Batman gets out of it. He's like, okay, yeah, you are new. <laughs> and then he's able to take him down with his own weapon. He gets him stuck in that Foam or substance that he has. It was cool seeing Batman interact with someone who thought he was all tough and young to take down Batman in his high tech gear. But Batman took him down pretty easily. Then Batman goes to check on Julia, and she's all, she took her to the a reigning officer who was trying to arrest her. So, again, going back to those things where, like, yeah, I see, I'm ready. I can handle myself, and she kind of impresses Batman a little bit, but of course, he's all saying, like, don't get too cocky. <laughs> so, the remainder of this issue, we see Lucius Fox talking to Batman. Or actually talking to Bruce, but it's actually still in uh, Batman costume. We're kind of saying, like, what's going on? Like, how this can this, how can Batman let this happen? Like, we're tied with him with Batman Incorporated. Like, I need you to, like, convince you, like, confirm with me that this is an isolated incident. It's not going to happen again. And Batman reassures him. But we kind of <laughs> read that, you know, it's not going to be the case. You know, Hush is going to reactivate another one of those cachets. But the issue ends where. Batman's taking out another one, and Julia's taking out her own. But at the end, the one she was at, it gets revealed when she enters it. Hush comes right behind her, and he ends on a cliffhanger with Hush sneaking up from behind her with a gun drawn out. So that's how issue 33 ended. It was a solid issue. It was more entertaining than moving the story along. So I'm going to give this one three out of five embarrassing purchases that Dane had to make. And then issue 34... This one was pretty cool because we finally got to see another, I would say, a pretty cool fight between Batman and Hush. But before we get there, uh, Hush and uh, Julia have a fight, but it's more of a firefight with guns. And Julia's able to get use one of the weapons Batman had stored there in his uh, weapon cachet. It was pretty cool because it's not normal guns with bullets. But he, and Hush is underestimating her, too, because he, he doesn't know she was an agent. She's able to shoot him with a grappling gun, shoots him right through the shoulder. She's feeling pretty good about herself, but then Hush comes right back and shoots her like, in, around the thigh area, and she's putting out of commission, and then while she's lying there, he activates the bomb, which is going to blow up the weapons cache and cause another explosion in Gotham, which puts the city officials in real panic mode to say, like, okay, something has to be done here, like, this needs to stop. So, Batman goes to the place where Julia was in the explosion, and of course, Alfred's real concerned about his daughter in there, And the panel sequences we got in this issue reminded me a lot of Death of the Family or Death in the Family, actually, where Jason Todd gets blown up by the Joker. The way Batman's running up to the explosion, moving the rubble, it's got a real sense of that vibe uh, from Death in the Family here. But we don't get any shots like where he lifts her body up in that classic image from the Death in the Family story. But he does recover and takes it to the Batcave to try to help her recuperate, and then he's able to find out where Hush is moving towards the final weapons cache, which is actually in Gotham's hospital, which is where his mother was at, or it's named after the Martha Wayne Hospital found, Foundation Hospital. So Batman discovers Hush there in a really <laughs> cool pose and with a full-spread page layout where Hush is just sitting on a throne made out of all the weapons and guns. <laughs> it's a pretty cool image and just a great way to show that it's the, the type of villain he is, mocking Batman sitting that way on all his weapons. Then he gets into like this suit that reminds me a lot of the new Arkham Knight suit we're seeing in the Arkham Knight video game. That armor and the helmet design reminded me a lot of that. Him and Batman have a fight, and of course, <laughs> Batman's able to take him down. Not necessarily easy, but he's able to get some good shots in there right away. throws a battering right in his helmet's face, and he's able to get some punches in there to take him out. He has him beaten pretty quickly, but then Hush starts some trash talking to him mocking Batman, saying, like, oh, you're just a boy and his toys to keep his mind off his mom and dad who aren't here anymore. And that gets Batman aggravated, and then Hush is able to take him out with some few kicks, and he grabs him by the neck. But here's what I like about Batman. here He's in He's being choked by Hush in this new high-tech suit, and he thinks he has him, but no. Batman just headbutts him right in the face. Stutter, Hush like doesn't lose his grip, but he stutters. And then Batman just headbutts him again. It's only two headbutts, and Hush is down for the count. He's just knocked out. So Hush maybe only got about maybe two good kicks in there, and Batman was able to get so much more <laughs> in there to take him down, showing that he's a better fighter. And there is some good dialogue in here too kind of hush-mocking Batman and Batman telling him why Hush will never be like him, even though he compares himself to Bruce Wayne all the time. This is he's just, you know, about Batman just showing him how he's nothing like him, no matter how much you say you could, you are. But as Batman saying this, Alfred's telling him he needs to watch the news, because Lucia's making the announcement that because of their association with Batman, he's pretty much having control over to Wayne Enterprises, over, like, to like the city officials, which is pretty much meaning that Wayne Enterprises is going to be shut down or Bruce is not going to have a company anymore. So that's a big blow to him. And as Hush is saying, it ends in a great way where Hush says, like, you know what, Bruce, you might be right. I'm not you. But right now, who would want to be you? Because he's pretty much losing everything right now. He just lost his company. So this was a good issue. I think this one was written by Kyle Higgins, which was you can kind of tell <laughs> because I, I did like it, uh, enjoy it more than the previous issue. But a lot of good dialogue in here, great fight sequence between Batman and Hush, then the big reveal at the end where we're just going to wonder how Bruce is going to get out of this and get his company back. So, Batman
1: Eternal number thirty-four.
2: I'm going to give it four out of five embarrassing purchases that you had to make, Dane. So <laughs> that was a lot of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I'm probably going to have to go on and buy bras four yeah. times <laughs> we'll
2: see if these next comics are going to have you buy more purchases I, that are embarrassing
1: I'm hoping not I'm hoping <laughs> these next comics are really junk
2: yeah. so <laughs> well they're not junk So, but Batman uh, is number 36 this one not as enjoyable to me as the two Batman Eternal ones it's, this one's basically this big old action issue we see Batman's still in that very cool suit, taking on Apocalypse and all of the like, different parademons and the different generals that uh, Darkseid has here, which is cool to see. I mean, visually, the artwork was really cool in this issue, but there was something off about Batman's dialogue in here. I did not like the way that Pete Tomoski was writing Batman. There's this one line where Batman's inter- interrogating this guy named uh, – I forget his name, but he's Batman's looking for – no, it actually is. I got confused if this guy was referring to Glorious Godfrey or this was Glorious Godfrey. But as he says that, you know, this is the line he says, I can show you where uh, let, you just let Glorious Godfrey guide you to, and then Batman slams him to the wall, and he says, go be gloriously unconscious. I was like, ah, that's a little too cheesy for me. <laughs> so that Batman would say, be gloriously unconscious? I'm like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> then he had some more lines like that where it's like, People on Apocalypse saying, "Who are you? Like, how are you doing this?" He goes, "You want to know who I am? I'm Batman." And he just goes and tears tears up like their machines and all that. It just felt out of character to me, but at the same time, it's revealed in the end he was doing that on purpose because he's trying to get Darkseid's attention. So he's going a little more crazier than usual because uh, also in this issue we finally get to see the members, other members of the Bat Family: Red Hood, Bark, Batgirl, Tim, and Cyborg is tagging along with them. They're all get up in their robin gear and they're fighting the minions of Apocalypse 2. They make their way to Batman and they're asking, like, whoa, like, you kinda gotta calm down. <laughs> like you're going a little too far. Then he reveals, Yeah, I'm actually doing this on purpose. I'm in control. I didn't kill anyone. I I'm able to knock him out, wound him, but I'm not killing him. This is all for show. So it kind of made me think maybe he said those lines to just be a part of his show and get Darkseid out, but I still wouldn't like hearing Batman say those things. <laughs> he could have just gone on the Rampage, like he was, and didn't have to say those corny dialogues. So that kind of took me out of it a little bit. But Batman and all the Bat family members dressed up as Robins. So I'll just call them the Robins. <laughs> they make their way to Calabac, who's using Damien's coffin as to power up this weapon that he wants to destroy an inhabited planet. But Batman's able to confront him and takes him out pretty easily, especially in that cool suit Calabag is no match for him. He has this long hair, and Batman just rips part of the hair out <laughs> and uses it to disrupt the, take out Calabag and disrupt the machine. But as they take down the machine and get Damien's body, it's Batman finally gets what he wants. I love the shot in the last page where there's the shadow of Darkseid and Batman says, About time you showed up. It's a really cool image and a great way to end the issue. But overall, the issue to me was nothing special. Some cool action sequences. I love seeing that bat suit in action. And the stuff with the robins in there it was kind of cool, but I don't know, didn't really add too much. It was nice having Titus there to go, <laughs> let the dog be part of the fun and try to get Damien back. So overall, this issue was just okay. Um, artwork was great, but again, the dialogue Batman had kind of took me out of it. It was just mainly just all action. So I'm just going to give this one kind of split down the middle. I'm going to give it two and a half out of five embarrassing purchases that you had to make Dane. So not so much for this issue.
1: <laughs> okay, good.
2: But it wasn't bad enough to get a one or a zero. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally Arkham Manor so I was I wouldn't say surprised because I was going into it pretty o- with an open mind but I really enjoyed the first issue and I was looking forward to see how the second issue continues and it starts off in a creepy way where there's this it tells us like a backstory of this inmate named Seth who the first page just see his like insane eyes and you see him carving a pumpkin and you see his parents talking about like his problems saying he's gonna end up killing someone we gotta call the police we gotta do something about it and they're in the shadows but when it the next panel shows him. You see that his mother's eye has been cut out. You see that he carved her eye out. And this guy's just insane. But at the same time, you don't necessarily find that he's bad. He's just disturbed. And he's just doing things like he doesn't have control over. He's like begging his parents to don't let them take away to Arkham. But then that was in the past. We fast forward to the present. And we realize that he was one of the inmates who got buried pretty deep in the Arkham explosion. He was almost left for dead, but he did survive. So... It begins with that, and then Batman, of course, he's infiltrated the manor as uh, the alias of Jack Shaw. That's his, I guess, Arkham alias. He makes the comment, too, where later on how Matches Malone did its job in like uh, studying the gangs of Gotham, and now he has this new guy, Jack Shaw, to study the inmates of Arkham. He was kind of happy about that. So, Because he's here to stop, because he found in the previous issue two people, inmates have been murdered, and he's trying to find the killer, which he believes is ass as he's uh, doing his chores in Arkham Manor, he sees someone get willed in. And he kind of recognizes him as someone when he gives him his name. And he tries to warn the orderlies out. Whoever this per- this Purdue person just got admitted, you got to like intercept him now because he's very dangerous and he's going to cause trouble. And so they go to apprehend him. And then Bruce goes back to his cell, but he's going to go back out because he still has to find Zast to get this killer. So he's able to escape, of course. It's his own house, (laughs) and he's able to use his keys to unlock the cell that he's in, and he sees that this person, Seth, is being locked away, too, but as he looks through the window, he sees him being attacked, and he sees his body on on the ground with blood coming down, so he makes his way to that other part of Wayne Manor. He has to take out a few guards, but he does confront. He says it's Zass in this room, but you don't really get a good look at him. This person's kind of painted to see a silhouette he's kind of in the shadows so batman's able to stop him from killing seth but he's, he's wounded pretty bad and as batman takes him down he has him choked by the neck but as he's about to i don't know if he's going to deliver the final blow or what he's going to do but one of the orderlies comes in and knocks batman or bruce out with his club and he saw makes a comment oh, i'm usually able to handle that with my cow but <laughs> not this time but when he wakes up zass isn't there and he's telling the orderly, he's like, no, I didn't do it. you got to get Zass. He's right here. But then they say, nope, there's no one in the room. But then you just see the eyes of Zass, if it is him, just kind of in the background. So now Bruce, throughout the issue, he was saying, well, I'll be out of here in no time. I'll find Zaz, catch him, and then I'll be out of here before dinner. Because <laughs> he wasn't planning to stay in so long. But now that it looks like he's the one who committed the murders and that was going to take out this guy said. So now he's the main suspect. So it just threw a wrench to his plans. So I do like where the story's going here. Like Bruce investigating, because I just love the concept of he knows this place because it's his home. It's Wayne Manor, but at the same time it's Arkham, one of the worst places ever. So I just love that conflict and the similarities that Batman's having here, both at home and being Arkham, because he's familiar with both. But there was some here that bugged me. There was a sequence in the beginning that's showing like all the inmates together in a room. And there was just something in here that bothered me where Mr. Freeze isn't there, but he's there in video, like through a camera. And he's just spitting out these one-liners of like trying to be funny. It was like a joke character, really. we were just saying these jokes that weren't funny. It almost felt like something in a sitcom where it just felt really bad where everyone's trying to be serious and talk about things. But then Mr. Freeze would say this dumb one-liner joke which did itself. So out of character, just to have it being on a TV screen, just made it seem more like a joke, like something you see in a sitcom, like I said. So that moment took it out. It took me out of it a little bit. I didn't like how Mr. Freeze was portrayed there as the funny guy being spewing these one-liners. So other than that, though, I'm still enjoying where this story is going. So I'm going to give this one a three and a half out of five embarrassing purchases you had to make, Dane. So, overall, you had to make a lot of embarrassing purchases. (laughs) I enjoyed pretty much
1: all of them. Well, it's both a good thing and a bad thing, I guess. Yeah, for you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so with that, we're done with this episode. Uh, We've talked and conversed about nothing really, but (laughs)
2: hopefully
1: it means something Hopefully it means something to somebody. Right, Tim?
2: Yeah, that sounds like a song title, Something to Somebody. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but we want to remind you to head over to tweakedaudio.com if you need new headphones. Uh, and if you do and you decide to purchase some, enter the promo code Saves when you check out and you can get 35, 35% off your entire order and free worldwide shipping. So with that just go over to tweaked audio and purchase some headphones Great, right, tim yes
2: like just like you did
1: <laughs> yeah, just like i did because dustin told me to because <laughs> i don't want to get kicked off the... <laughs> that's the rule you have to buy headphones every so often to stay on the podcast <laughs> but anyway yeah go over to the batmanuniverse.com <laughs> again with the dot com <laughs> what the heck all right uh Head over to the batmanuniverse.net. There you go. (laughs) And check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash batmanuniverse. And there's a siren behind me. It's just the outro. (laughs) (laughs) No, we'll we'll just let it pass. See, the listeners can hear what we have to edit out. Yeah. (laughs) You're getting
2: inside uh, (laughs) peek.
1: I don't live near... A crime-ridden area. That's not a police siren. That's an ambulance siren. I live right next to the main hospital for all the islands. So even people from the outer islands come here if it's really serious. So there's always ambulances and helicopters.
2: <laughs> More ambulances than helicopters, though, at yeah, least when yeah. we're recording.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's only happened twice, but yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not adding... Editing this part out, Tim, because <laughs> one is enough.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like I said, it gives the listeners an inside look to what we have to deal with.
1: <laughs> I actually live in the valley and the hospital, if you've ever seen the movie The Descendants, it's the hospital that George Clooney's wife is dying in. That's the hospital that you hear the ambulance is going to. And that's in the beginning of the valley. So, sound kind of echoes, I guess. <laughs> sound travels. Right, Tim?
2: <laughs> uh, you always got to look for my approval. Yeah. Yes, Dave.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, I'm good. I'm good then. Now, um, yeah, just go over to check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash the Batman Universe. On Twitter and Twitter handles at Batman Universe, And you can follow all of us on Twitter, all of us being me and Tim. <laughs> um, both of us.
2: <laughs> yeah. Would be the correct term.
1: Both of us, sorry. Um Tim's Twitter handle is at Tim G three one one.
2: No, that's not it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well if I say three eleven, some people may think that it's three eleven, like the word three. The word eleven. Uh,
2: maybe, but I don't I don't think so. No <laughs> one would put that long of a Twitter
1: name. <laughs> <laughs> and mine is at Dane says banana. And you can also find us on iTunes. And you can rate and review us on iTunes, as well as all the other Batman Universe podcasts. So go and do that. Um, and if you want to send us an email, like Mike and J- Jake. Jake has sent us an email a long time. Alex, because Al- Alex sends us an email every episode. you can email us at batfanswithoutpants at gmail.com. And you can check out our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash badfanspodcasts. <laughs> is that still going strong, Tim? Yeah, it's going as strong as ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Just nobody's listening to you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and you can check out our more active yeah, Twitter account more. at um or you know, the Twitter the Twitter handle is at fans twenty seven. So with that, what we like to say at the end of every episode. We love everybody. We love you. If you're listening to this, we love you. Just remember that we love you. That two people in this world love you. Right, Tim?
2: Yes. If you feel no one does,
1: you know two people do. Me and (laughs) Kate. I don't know how that helps. Yeah. (laughs) That'll make that worse. (laughs) (laughs) But just know that two people in this world love you. So with that, we'll see you guys next time everybody. Bye-bye. Adios.